Other than like going. Oops. Got to count Good yeah. morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Sacred Space Sunday. I think we've got some background music going. Yeah, we're in here jamming, getting our gospel house on. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to Sacred Space Sunday. I am Minister Naomi Jewell, founder and spiritual director of NIA Center. And this is Mark Christmas, Reiki Master and Director of Holistic Wellness at the NIA Center. And a little bit about NIA Center for anyone who may be new to this broadcast, whether you are watching us live or listening to us on a podcast. Good morning, Mr. Man. Welcome, welcome. Top of yeah. the morning to you. Top of the morning to you. We are NIA Center, an interfaith empowerment community with the mission to engage, educate, and empower. We uh, are looking to connect with you on the topics of interreligious engagement, holistic wellness, and integrated life and social impact program. And Sacred Space Sunday is our bi-weekly sacred space where we come together for spiritual growth and learning through interactive, interreligious, and socially conscious conversations. And we draw our insights from sages from both the past and the present, inspired texts, ancient wisdom teachings, and ethical principles that light the path to individual and collective insight, application, and spiritual enlightenment. Yeah. So welcome. Yeah. We got a few uh, good mornings. Good morning, uh, Dana, Dana Dane. <laughs> Auntie, hey, baby. Good to see you. Uh, Latanja. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Your mama Dia invitation. Oh, is that what that is? Oh, okay, <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us on uh, what is proving to be a warm Saturday in Maryland, Sunday. where we are located, Sunday, warm yeah. Sunday in Maryland, where we are located. Um, we, uh, those of you who know us know that we are big Marvel fans. So we went to see the new Doctor Strange last night. Um, very, very metaphysical, very spiritual had sorcerers and magicians and witches and was all about the multiverse, you know, that we exist not just in a universe. So some of us refer to that, which is the first cause, back of all things, creative energy, the universe. And I wonder if some will start to say, is it a universe or is it a multiverse? What do you think, Mark? Is it a multiverse? I don't, I don't know, man. That's a, 
I mean, you described the movie in a way I probably wouldn't. I don't know if it was spiritual, um, but it was definitely. Um, it it definitely dealt dealt in the realm of the spirits. Yeah, yeah, and then, uh, I think the movie is something about madness or something about the multiverse or madness or something. It was a mad. It was a lot of madness happening in the movie. <laughs> and, and and madness not to be uh, confused with any sense of uh, neurodiversity or mental states just a lot of um yeah a lot of multiverse action and activity so yeah, if you're yeah. a doctor strange fan it takes it to a next level <laughs> yeah, what's the difference between a universe and a multiverse? Um, it, it's 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 the difference between the the prefix prefixes of both of those words, uni versus multi. You know that we we exist in one universe. So there's that, parallel universes at the same time happening. Exactly. Or are there multiple universes? Therefore, multiple timelines. And can you be existing not only in this timeline, but in another timeline, in another universe at, at, at the same time? Where, where So it's, it's, it's an issue of time, um, not having this, you know, linear, connected uh, reason and rationality that, you know, is so associated with Western thought and, and, and this possibility that there are multiple timelines and therefore multiple universes and therefore possibly multiple Latanyas out there having similar or very different experiences in different universes. Yeah, like I said, there's a madness. It's a lot of madness happening. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> it's something else to ponder, right? Just this, just some something else we needed. It was to me on Peloton yesterday uh, in, in this universe, and then another universe now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this universe was pleased that you decided to to uh, reengage with Peloton. There's only one Latanya. Oh, oh, got it, got it. <laughs> Got it. I, I think. I think. Look. Let's let's make sure everybody got it. Let's 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 put it on broadcast. Make sure nobody missed that. Okay. So whatever platform you're on, be clear that the answer to this question right here, what's the difference between a universe and multiverse, is it doesn't matter <laughs> because there is only one. Latanya. Got it. <laughs> Look, and an amen and an affirmation to that. <laughs> you heard it here first, right? Yes, yes, yes. So, so what else is on? going on, Mark? Yeah, you got some well, announcements. Uh, you, you, you know, you the, the topic today is how's your thinking, but also May is Mental Health Month. And so we want to shout out to, um, you know, uh, those that are involved, you know, mental health is an important part of, of overall health and well-being. It's, uh, you know, includes our emotional as well as our psychological as well as social well-being. It affects how we think, feel, and act. And so shout out to all the mental health professionals, um, those who are considering uh, supporting their mental health. We encourage you to, to go ahead and follow through on that. It's important. It's an important part of your being. 
um, you know, as I certainly can attest to um, over these last several months uh, with mental health, um, with the stroke and all those things that kind of happened as a result of that. So, um, um, what else has happened? I think the NBA playoffs are still going on. Shout out to to the sports fans. Uh, I think the NHL playoffs might be happening as well. I don't know who's in that though. I should, I probably should have since instead of bringing it up, I should know who's in that. Um, <clears throat> well, um, it you know big news, and and I'm surprised Mr. Man hasn't beat us to putting this in the chat. You know, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers dropped. Uh, on Friday the 13th. That is Kendrick Lamar's new album for all those who care. It's called and, Hmm. What is the name of it? Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And it definitely has a religious allegorical cover to the album. So um, that's interesting. And, you know, I'm sure that's going to get multiple, you know, to, to put an academic on it, hermeneutical interpretations on what he was going for with that album cover, um, because that it's very interesting to say the least. There's a crown of thorns and holding a baby with a gun in the back pocket and a woman nursing. So <clears throat> a lot going on with Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. But, you know, most of the reviews that I have seen um, from his uh, colleagues in in the music industry, um, they're loving it. Can't can't listen enough. Is 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 five years worth the wait? Um, so you know, if 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 um, rap music and Kendrick's your thing, you have to judge for yourself. I definitely have listened to a couple of songs, and it usually takes me a while to warm up to any new music. The first time I hear any new music except for like, that's how I know I love something. If I hear it the first time and I already love it, but most things I need to hear a couple of times before I can warm up. And mm. I will say that it was very easy to listen to. So it definitely was easy for me to listen to, to want to go back. Um, so I, I suspect that this album will very much um, grow on me because I've listened to at least a couple of the songs a couple of times. So if okay. anyone else has listened, feel free to drop your reviews in the chat or anticipation or lack of anticipation around Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Right. <laughs> new, new Music Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what else? So anything else? I mean, we've still got the, the invasion on... Um, I want to say Eve, yeah, but Ukraine, right. Uh, that's still happening, and you know that's been big news. Uh, the Roe versus Wade potential overturning uh, in the Supreme Court—that's that's huge. Yeah, a lot of it was a big big marches all over the country yesterday. So shout out to all those who went out and physically represented, and to those who um, sent vibrations of support. Um, my politics is clear on that. I am pro a woman's right to choose. I am pro a woman's agency. I am pro a woman getting to decide what she does with her body. Well, and speaking of, we see you did something with your hair. <laughs> yes, I chose to make a change with my own body and cut my hair. And, you know, you know, woe to the person who wants to decide. Me what, and I did not ask permission of anyone. You turn to the side. You did not ask permission. I did you not. You sure didn't. You, know, you should have. 
Really? <laughs> now you remember last Sacred Space Sunday. You want to start there this this time? <laughs> Do you want to start there? Uh, Latanya. Thank you, Latanya. Thank you. Yeah, it you, is Sunday. cute. It is cute. Thank you. <laughs> well, she should have let me know. You don't just come home like drastically different. You should let let your let your husband know you're gonna come home looking different. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he sees no beauty in surprises, right? What what does the saying go? I love it when abundance shows up in ways that are unexpected, right? You got to you got to welcome the unknown, walk in the unexpected, right? No judgments, no expectations, and just awaiting and trusting. Okay, I hear you. <laughs> Thank you, Auntie. Thank you, Auntie. So, what's going on? I want to give them the announcements and the updates so that we can move on and and get into today's program? Yeah. Well, we we uh we took the the feedback from the Sacred Space Sunday, I guess, about a month ago around uh, opening up a podcast. So we did do that. Um, and so uh, you can now find us on Spotify. Podbean. What's the other places, man? Uh, so we're we will soon be on Apple. We're not on Apple yet, but we're on just about any other <clears throat> platform where you can find podcasts. Yeah. So you said something about Samsung. I didn't even know Samsung had a platform. <laughs> yeah, you know, when one does it, they all do it. So you can find podcasts lots of places, but you know. Um, Spotify, Apple soon to come, uh, but any other place that you you find podcasts, you can find right. it. And there's there it. And so right now, you know, we will start to have um, each one of these broadcasts uh, put there over time. We'll start to put some of the old ones, some of the other things that we have done um, in terms of content. So the content will continue to grow. All right, all right. So we want to, you know, birthday May. There's a few birthdays that happen in May. And so we want to give a shout out to uh, all of the birthday people. If you got a birthday in May or you know someone celebrating, you type your name in the chat. Oh, Jillian. Thank you, Jillian. Appreciate it. Um, uh, put the name in the chat for the birthdays. Um, you uh, want to help support the vision, you know, you can definitely uh, do things. One of two things. One, support us in terms of following, you know, like you, you see a lot of folks here on Twitch right now. Uh, we also have YouTube. Uh, and then uh, where's the podcast been going? It's on a few different platforms. Mr. Man, Spotify is one of them where it is. Um, uh, in terms of uh, follow and subscribe to the Nia Center on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, those different social media platforms. Uh, you can also support our vision uh, by donations, your, right? Your love donations. Uh, support us. Um, um, but in the meantime, we also, you know, we want to remind you of the Facebook All Virtual Group, which is a group that supports uh, anything uplifting. And we encourage you to post and share there things that you're up to, events that you have, uh, things that are going on, whether it be a song, or a verse, a picture, a quote, anything positive or uplifting to the universe is welcome on the, on the uh, Facebook group. Uh, once again, we'll put a, a request out for you want to join us live in the, in the YouTube, in the broadcast, in the, multi, in the multicast. Let us know. We welcome you. You can contact us at the Nia Center at Gmail. 
to do so. Also, if you're interested in any uh, any life coaching or, or spiritual counselor through, from Naomi, um, any Reiki practices for myself, well, Reiki is a simply means universal healing, a universal energy where we support you in healing mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, uh, as well as uh, learning how to protect yourself and your loved ones and your environment from unwanted energy. So if you want to say to take on a lot of energy of others, Reiki may be a good practice for you to learn. Uh, so we offer Reiki lessons as well. Um, what else? What else? Uh, we talked about it. You can uh, love donations. You can expand the help support, expand the vision at Zelle or Cash App, right? Cash App, Dollar Sign Nia Center, or Zelle at Nia Center at gmail.com or Zelle. Um, I think that's it. All right. I think that's it. Now we're going to come back in. Sounds good. I'm just putting in here some of the places that we're already on. You know, of course, Apple, like everyone else, just takes longer to approve new podcasters. So that's why we're just, you know, waiting for Apple approval to make sure that our content is uh, consistent with their platform. Uh, but I put uh, a couple of the other uh Yep, here are some of the others. Okay. Meanwhile. Okay, so let us begin to go ahead and formally, you know, transition into this space. Good morning, Mr. Moreno. And and take a moment. I'm gonna start with our prayer and uh, meditation, and then we will move into an affirmation and do the reading that sets up for our talk today, which is named, How's Your Thinking? How's Your Thinking? So that's what we are going to do next, meditation, affirmation, reading, and then find out how is our thinking. So join me in finding your posture of presence, getting situated in a way that supports you, You could go ahead and thank you. Again, if you're, as always, if you're driving, eyes on the road. And if possible, keep your ears still attentive. Conscious of your breath. If it, you're at home, take a seated position. If Lotus finds you, Find it, otherwise seated in a chair, feet flat, shoulders back, back straight, chin slightly down, no strain on the neck, eyes open or closed, if open, fixed on a spot. starting to notice where there is tension in the body and breathing into it to release. Tension in the toes, tension in the fingertips, 
and the shoulders and the back, breathing deeply into me. And through the nose, out through the mouth. Breathing in, one. Breathing out, one. Breathing in, two. Breathing out, two. Breathing in, three. Breathing out, three. In today's posture of presence, we center awareness. Awareness. What are you aware of in this moment? What are you hearing? What are you feeling? What are you smelling? What are you tasting? What are you touching? In our awareness of our senses, we do not think about seeing, think about hearing, think about tasting, think about touching. We simply experience it. What is it not to think about it and yet to do it again? What are you hearing? What are you touching? What are you smelling? What are you tasting? What are you feeling? Awareness. Separating the experience from our thoughts about the experience. Awareness.
as thoughts may come and enter your mind in this moment, be aware, acknowledge. Without attachment, might label it, thought, worry, emotion, plan, memory, and simply let it go. Awareness, not attachment. And as you bring your awareness to your breath, the rhythm, internally seeing either the air flowing through your nose or the rise and the fall of the belly. Center your awareness wherever it is most keen on your breath. And it is in our awareness that breath is life, life is breath. That we are connected through the air that we breathe. That our oneness is centered in our beingness. And we call today's time together sacred. We are grateful for it. We are grateful to the words that come through Mark as a channel of the divine, as a divine expression. As pure, pure spirit in human body. With a purpose to live, to experience, to give. To love. And we give thanks for all who are here today and all who will listen on the multiverse continuum of time through whatever mode or means or platforms, however our words, our thoughts, our energy should be conveyed. We are grateful for it. We know that all of it is in divine order and that it is safe to surrender to the infinite wisdom of the first cause, dynamic force, the energy that is the foundation of each and every being and that guides us and keeps us and through which we are infinite and finite and connected. And as you find your way back into this present moment, giving thanks 
saying Ashe, Amen, and so it is. And as we be, breathe into today's affirmation, my deepest thoughts are divine. God's Holy Spirit lovingly and powerly, powerfully renews my mind, thoughts, and attitude. I cooperate with the divine as it continually renews my thoughts and attitudes. So say this to yourself again. My deepest thoughts are divine. God's Holy Spirit lovingly and powerfully renews my mind, thoughts, and attitude. I cooperate with the divine as it continually renews my thoughts and attitudes. Today's reading is from the Bible, Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8, in the New Revised Standard Version. It reads, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And now today's discussion. How's your thinking? Thank you. Thank you for that uh, wonderful moment of uh, posture presence. I, I, I struggle with that every second square Sunday. Posture presence, um, very relaxing. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, this whole practice of mindfulness where being present and being aware, uh, I think is a very powerful tool. So thank you for walking us through that. Um, that exercise on Sacred Space Sundays, I find it to be very, very uh, fulfilling for myself. Yeah, so 
so yeah, so today we want to talk about how is your thinking? How is your thinking? Uh, and it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart, well, partially for a couple of reasons. One is uh, I find myself since the stroke not sleeping as well as I used to. And, um, you know, you say, well, why is that? And you're like, you know, I have these different thoughts running through my mind in the middle of the night and wake me up and I seem to stay up thinking about them. And so, uh, uh, you know, I've been doing some work on that. And I thought I would, you know, maybe I'm not the only person. I know if you find yourself, um, you know, in a place where your thoughts seem to be running away with you, just, you know, Put a one in the chat. I'm just, I'm just curious if there's anybody else that that might be uh, struggling with this as well. Um, um, you know, you know, there's a, there's a couple of scriptures that that I think of that when I think about this, uh, when I say ask your question. You know, we know that negative thinking can contribute to problems such as social anxiety, uh, depression, uh, stress. And, and actually low self-esteem. So um, when you think about, you know, this topic, um, what we want to see is there strategies to change these thoughts or to make them have less of an effect, right? And so you're not going to stop thinking. And so I'm not asking you to stop thinking, really just to, to be aware of your thinking, right? And reminded of the scripture in Romans which says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the will of God, you know, what is good and acceptable and perfect, which ties into what Naomi just read in Philippians around it. If it be perfect, if it be uh, commendable, if it be an excellence, you know, if it be pure, you know, be worthy of praise, think on these things, right? Um, so why does our mind need to be transformed? So that's the first question that comes to me. Why does our mind need to be transformed? And so one of the things I, that, that, that I'm clear of is that during this human experience that we all share, you know, we're divine beings sharing in a human experience, life shows up, right? Things happen that we focus on, which are based on our humanness, which are based on our human experience, right? And sometimes when those life shows up, we forget that we're divine beings having this human experience, you know. It could be, a, uh, examples could be health situations. You have a medical situation that takes place or uh, a breakup, right, in a relationship. Disappointments are let down. You you were going for a, a job or you had an interview and it didn't turn out, right? Uh, your financial situations, you know, you're, you're having a, a cash flow problem that you're working through at the time, right? Things that we, we sometimes tend to call crisis right, show up during this human experience, and then that becomes the focus uh, uh, versus the divine beings that we are, right, which, uh, which we know that, you know, as we talked about in the affirmation, that um, the, the, the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit is loving and powerful, right, and it, it, it wants, it knows all, and it all it, it is working for our best and our for all of us. And so we believe that to be true. So um, one of the things that I would say is to be careful about what you let get stuck in your thoughts, right? And the scripture that goes along with that is 
Proverbs 23, 7, which it says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, right? And so uh, what I say is, friends, that everything we say and do starts in our thoughts, right? That is why I just said that you are what you think, right? When we truly come to terms with this, we see how imperative it is to let God's Holy Spirit lovingly and powerfully renew our thoughts, right? Our minds, our thoughts, and our attitude, right? Because when we submit our thoughts to God, the destroyer flees. God is glorified and our joy becomes full, right? Uh, so what I'm saying is I'm working at controlling my thoughts. I'm not perfect at this, but I've got some experience with it that I wanted to share with you for those who may be having some situations uh, with their thoughts as well, right? And so one of the things that I find that works is that keeping them on God and what I'm grateful for, right, really supports me. So it's easy to be robbed, and our enemy knows that the mind is a great battlefield. And so um, I don't know if you can relate to, you know, having a thought and, and, you know, it's like a runaway train, you know, your thoughts, they just keep coming to the next thought, and you're like, Man, how did I even get here? Uh, and it's because the, uh, the 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 mind is so powerful, and when we imagine it, uh, the the um, it becomes real uh, in, in our spirit and it, uh, in, in, in a way that our body even reacts to our thoughts. And so your mind is very powerful, be powerful too. And so you want to be careful about what you let get stuck in your thoughts, right? Take a regular inventory of what good God has put in your life and the good God is doing in your life. See, let, let gratitude be a constant. See, gratitude, I believe, is the access. It's the gateway to everything, to joy, to peace, to love, to fulfillment, to, to miracles, to healing. Gratitude is the access. You want to let gratitude be the constant, right? Because God is good, as they say in the church all the time. So somebody might have thought that when I said that. God is good all the time. So celebrate God and his great love, right? And so God asked me to remind you of that today. And so in that, there's a scripture that comes to mind. It's the Philippians 4, uh, chapter 4 is a lot, of, a lot of stuff about thinking. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, right, with thanksgiving, that's their gratitude, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I think it's important it says, which transcends all understanding. Because our understanding is your mind trying to figure out why that's happening, right? It's like, why is this going on? So uh, God works above our comprehension and can guard our hearts and our minds in Christ, right? Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. So Naomi mentioned earlier around the Dr. Strange movie we watched yesterday, right? And I was reminded that actual mind control belongs in the realm of science fiction. And so I don't know if you've seen any of the Marvel Dr. Strange uh, or X-Men, uh, you know, Xavier, where he is able to do mind control. This is his, his special, unique gift. But that happens in the realm of science fiction. Now, however, you can work in this universe to change your mindset. Right? Now, it might take some effort to learn the trick of regaining control, but there's some strategies I want to share with you that I believe can help. Right? 
There's about six strategies I want to share with you that I can believe. The first one is where we started a few minutes ago. It's practicing mindfulness and self-awareness, right? And so uh, if you think about mindfulness, mindfulness has its roots, its tenets in meditation. It's the practice of detaching yourself from your thoughts and emotions and viewing them as an observer. So if you imagine like you're, 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 uh, and, and when you're being mindful, you're separating from your body and you're just looking at what's happening. You're not judging it. You're not thinking about it. You're just observing it. Oh, that thought came in. Um, and as you do that, as you practice on being more conscious of your thoughts, you, re, you, you build greater self-awareness, right? So, so mindfulness sets out to change your relationship to your thoughts, right? So try viewing your thoughts and feelings as objects floating past you that you can stop and observe or you can let you let pass you by, right? So the, the objective of mindfulness is to gain control of your emotional reactions, right? To situations by allowing the thinking part of your brain to take over. See, it's been theorized that the practice of mindfulness may facilitate the ability to use thoughts more adaptively, right? There's actually a study that was done and they found that people who engage in mindfulness practice experience fewer negative thoughts after exposure to negative imagery, suggesting that mindfulness may lessen the impact of negative thinking, right? Which leads to the strategy number two, identify, identify your negative thoughts, right? So in your mindfulness practice, you observe your thoughts, you know, and as you're observing them, work on identifying and labeling the negativity, you know? So I want to, I'm going to expand on this a little bit because, you know, if you're a person that, that, that views yourself as a complete success or failure in every situation, then you're engaging in what they call black and white thinking. It's, it's either this or it's that, right? Uh, so that's one negative thinking pattern. But there are some other ones on which I want to just expand on a little bit. One is jumping to conclusions, right? Do you know somebody that, you know, this involves making the assumptions about what others are thinking, you know, or they were laughing. They probably, you know, they didn't like, I knew I shouldn't have worn this outfit today because uh, people, you know, it doesn't look right. And that's what they were thinking when I walked into the room. That's what they were laughing, right? Uh, and so they make assumptions around how events will turn out, right? Uh, and this is before the event even takes place. They're just making assumptions around how things are going to turn. I'm not going to do that because, you know, people, you know, they don't think that I know what I'm talking about. And so this will just reinforce, and I'll get up there, and I'll look like an idiot. Right? Um, the other labeling is catastrophizing, right? Because, you know, catastrophes, they do happen. However, the, this pattern of negative thinking is characterized by always, not sometimes, but always assuming that the worst possible outcome will happen without considering more likely and realistic possibilities, right? I'll get to the room. I'm coming back from uh, from my stroke, from uh, from being out on medical leave. I don't know the, the material very well. The students would be like, oh, Mr. Christmas doesn't know the, the information. Why is he teaching us, right? That's an example of me catastrophizing, and they report that back to the principal, and I lose my job, right? Uh, another form of uh, negative labeling is overgeneralization, overgeneralizing, right? This pattern is when you have the tendency to apply what happened in one experience to all future experiences, right? And this can make negative experiences seem unavoidable and contribute to feelings of anxiety, right? 
Another is, is labeling, right? When people label themselves in a, ne- a negative way. Oh, I'm a failure. I'm, uh, you know, I'm goofy. I'm, uh, uh, I'm not good at relationships. I mean, there's all these labels that people get to put on themselves. It affects how they feel about themselves in different contexts, right? And so somebody who labels themselves as bad at math, for example, uh, will often feel negative about activities that involve that skill, right? You ask them to figure out the tip, and they go, oh, I can't do that. I'm bad at math. Right. Um, then, then another one is this should statements. You know that? Well, you know, thinking that's marked by should statements contribute to a negative perspective because you only think in terms of what you ought to be doing. Instead, you know, and I went to the movie where I should have been working on this speech or this talk we're going to be having today instead of going to the movies. And, you know, what it does is it, it, they're often unrealistic. And they cause people to feel defeated and pessimistic about their ability to succeed, right? Defeated and pessimistic about their ability to succeed. There's two more, and one is emotional reasoning, right? And this just involves assuming that uh, something is true based on your emotional response to it, right? Uh, um, And then the last one is personalization and blame. So this thought pattern involves taking things personally, even when they aren't personal. They have nothing to do with you, but you're going to take it personal, right? And it often leads people to blame themselves for things they have no control of, right? Absolutely no control of. So strategy number three, replace negative thoughts, right? Now, one of the basic parts of, of a treatment plan you know, you know, I don't know if you've done therapy before, but they have this thing called cognitive behavioral therapy, or CBT, um, is cognitive restructuring, right? And this process helps you to identify and change negative thoughts into more helpful and adaptive responses, right? So whether you do it on your own or you do it in therapy, this cognitive restructuring involves a step-by-step process whereby negative thoughts are identified, evaluated for accuracy, and then replaced, right? Identified, evaluated for accuracy, and then replaced. It's kind of like uh, the RANG uh, concept that Naomi, you uh, recognize it, um, you investigate it, uh, and then you either let it go or you adopt it, right? Whatever is, 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 makes, is actually correct for you. Uh, the, the fourth strategy is to avoid thought stopping, right? Now, thought stopping would be the opposite of mindfulness. Like, oh, there's a negative thought. Let me stop that thought. Absolutely, it's the, um, you want to be on the act of being on the lookout for negative thoughts and insisting that they be eliminated, right? And so that's the problem with thought stopping is the more that you try to stop your negative thoughts, the more they will surface. They'll just keep coming up. You know, the more you try to push them down, they keep, they call this thought rebound. If you think about a basketball game, somebody just keeps jumping. Every time the ball comes off the back, they just keep jumping. That's what our thoughts do. You know, when we try to stop the thoughts, they just keep rebounding. They keep coming back. So mindfulness is preferable because it gives less weight to your thoughts and reduces the impact they have on you, right? So you want to be aware of your thoughts, but not look to stop them, but just to be aware, to be an observer, as we talked about in the mindfulness, right? Um, so there's actually uh, experts, some experts believe that thought rebounding uh, that takes place after trying to stop negative thoughts is much more damaging, right? And uh, we, we recommend that you find ways to deal with the negative thoughts more directly, right? 
And so even though thought stopping might seem to help in the short term, but over time it leads to more and more anxiety. So we want to uh, to to be aware of thought stopping. Okay? The fifth strategy is practice coping with criticism. Practice coping with criticism. For example, let's say you face criticism in real life, right? You have a set of responses, a sort of responses prepared that will help you deal with these potentially anxiety-provoking situations. Kind of think about like interview prepping, right? If you're going to go on an interview, you think about what are some of the questions they might ask. Tell me about a time when you you had to figure out a problem. Tell me about a time when you had to work with a group of people and convince them into an idea. Tell me about an improvement you brought to a situation. You know, this is the same thing as practicing assertive responses to help you deal with potentially anxiety-provoking situations, right? What's more, you know, real-life encounters are welcome as a chance to put into practice this exercise. So you look for opportunities to for people to say things uh, or criticize and for you to be able to respond to it, right? So the goal of improving your ability to handle criticism and rejection is to help increase your tolerance of the distress these things may cause, which may combat your automatic negative thoughts, right? And then the last strategy I'm going to give you is to say, use a thought diary, right? You know, a diary, right? Thought diaries are, are also called thought records, and they can be used as a part of any process to change negative thinking, right? And so thought diaries, they help you to identify negative thinking styles and gain a better understanding of how your thoughts, and not the situations you're in, but your thoughts cause your emotional reactions, right? So it's not the situation, it's your thoughts about the situation that causes your emotional reactions. So, so for example, a, a thought diary entry might break down the thought process of a person on a date, the particular date and time, and the emotional and physical reactions that resulted from the negative thinking patterns. So by the end of this thought analysis, you can replace irrational thoughts around rejection with more helpful and positive ways of thinking. So I know that was a lot, right? That was a lot around the, the strategies. And so let me just look to wrap this up by the insults plus applications because of results. So we talked about earlier as a man think of so is he, right? And, and we also talked about that uh, don't be conformed, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Uh, and so the, the application is to uh, take an inventory of what good God has put in your life. And so that could be a gratitude journal, a gratitude list. It could be taking you know a minute at the evening before you close your eyes or the day before you start your day to think about the things that you're grateful for. Right, grateful for life. You're grateful for the opportunity to face new experiences and learn from you. You're grateful for the opportunity to be a, a contribution to society today. Whatever those things that you're grateful, the good that God has put in your life and the good God is doing in your life, right? To let gratitude be a constant. That's going to be a key part of, of changing your thoughts, right? Of you know helping to regulate and control your thoughts. And I'll wrap it up by rereading the scripture that Naomi read for. It says, rejoice in the Lord always, not just on good days or, you know, but always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, 
by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, with gratitude, right? Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, Whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So how's your thinking, right? So the bottom line is you don't have to be excited to control your mind, but you just may need some practice and a bit of patience, right? Give yourself some grace with this, right? Uh, if you continue to have a hard time regaining control over your mindset, Therapy so often can add guidance. And so consider meeting with a therapist. As we said, May is Mental Health Month. It is, um, um, you know, a, 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 we talked about mental health earlier. It's an important part of your overall health and well-being uh, and includes your emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects how you think, feel, and act. So let's take an inventory of what is good, what God, what good God has put in your life, what he's doing, uh, and let gratitude be a constant. Let gratitude be a constant. And with that, I'll say thank you, and so it is. Thank you, and so it is. Let gratitude be a constant, you know. Hashtag that. that. that That's a mantra for the week to add on to the affirmation, right? Let mm -hmm. gratitude be a constant. Mm. I am grateful. That's mm. that's a that's a mouthful and an affirmation right there. I am grateful. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I am grateful. Yeah. Okay, Jason Devon, Reverend Jason and Laquita joined us. Thank you. <laughs> um, hello, hello. Yeah, Auntie, amen. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I see there's a lot of ones in the chat earlier when I asked around, like, you're thinking people. So, uh, obviously, this is something that folks can relate to. We even got Bravo jumped on. Hey, Bravo. Um, is that something that you've been dealing with lately? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I have, have shared... Uh, with quite a few folks recently, I'm like, oh, I'm reaching midlife. So this midlife crisis that I'm experiencing is um, apropos. You know, we like to say that sayings are saying for are sayings for a reason, and and there is a reason why there there is this this talk of this thing of a midlife crisis when you get to a point in your life where. Um, even it's uh, maybe even unconscious that you're at midlife, but things start to happen. And then you start to say to yourself, oh, it's probably a reason I'm looking to be introspective about what do I want to do when I grow up, um, when I reach this part of my life. And I look back at all the things that I have done and I look to see how am I going to spend what remains of my gap period, particularly when life is lifing all around you and the people that you know are going through all kinds of challenges um, and, and hills and valleys. And uh, so definitely this has been a time of introspection for me. I've completed many journeys and still have some new um, thoughts, desires, journeys ahead of me of, of, of taking stock on what have I learned and, and where's my opportunity to grow. 
So certainly, and, 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 and when I let it, that does keep me up at night because without, you know, employing the strategies that you have suggested here, which are, which are excellent, I do tend to worry because I am future focused if I don't um, monitor my thoughts, if I'm not aware of my thinking, if I don't have that awareness, I will go into all kinds of thought bubbles about what's to come and what it looks like and what I need to do. So that those are the uh, jumping to conclusion, catastrophizing. All of it. (laughs) All of it. I, I guess, yes, all of it, and, and until I find my breath, right? So this this posture of presence is not just something for uh, uh, every other Sunday morning, right? <laughs> until I pause and identify those negative thoughts, and so knowing that about myself, um, I know that practices are critical. Daily practices, and so listening to affirmations in the morning to um, get ahead of the negative thoughts, right? To be proactive about, to replace the negative thoughts before they even come in, starting the day with affirmations and things that uplift. And say the first 20 minutes of your day, I heard this uh, lesson, lesson, is you should fill it with positive reinforcements because your brain waves are working at such a frequency where they really absorb and stay with you for the rest of the day. So. Want to be mindful about what you put into your mind in the first 20 minutes of your after waking up, starting your day. There you go. There, there's there's another application, first 20 minutes of the day. And that definitely has been my experience. I love music and I love all kind of music. And some of the music I like, you know, got all kind of language in it and talking about all kind of stuff. And I had to realize that uh, even though there was a time when I might start my day as I'm getting dressed with that, that I, uh, uh, that doesn't work for me anymore. That I need to start the day, like you said, you know, not conscious awareness previously on the first 20 minutes, but conscious about what I'm feeding into my mind when I first begin my day needs to be something that is uplifting and sets my day up for success. And after I do that, then I can turn on up. So you, you can turn up after that. <laughs> As the, as, the, as the young folks say, that you can get litty. <laughs> do they really still say that, though? I think so. I don't know. Any young folks on here, do y'all still get litty? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, so the, these um, tips that you gave, these six tips, I think, are, are critical. So curious what, what our um, fellow sacred space folks and family are thinking and whether or not these tip, tips were helpful and whether these are practices that you're already incorporating, need to reincorporate, incorporate more frequently. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm curious too. So they put in the chat your thoughts, we could, we could turn them. But the thought rebounding, that really stuck out to me, practicing avoiding thought stopping, like to stop thinking negative thoughts, uh, that that really doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's interesting when you when you when you said that I I put in the chat because what you resist persists. And right. so it's kind of like meditation and people's misunderstanding of meditation that meditation you're you, when you do it right or do it well that you stop your thinking. Well, you can't stop. Yeah. And that's why I like that when it's when I said I put in the Mindfulness as an observer, right? Where 
the thoughts are there. You're aware that they're there. You're right. just choosing what you want to do with them. You're going to just let them go by. You're going to stop it and be with it. Uh, versus looking like just stopping your thought. Okay, let me just get that thought out of my mind. Thought go away. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was really good to, you know, to, and so that this this avoiding thought stopping is actually liberating, right? Because it's 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 you know, the the pressure and the guilt of, oh gosh, I have these negative thoughts. What's wrong with me? Why can't I stop them? Well, that's, you know, the focus is in the wrong place. It's, you know, noticing as you suggest and then, you know, seeking to, you know, to replace them. Yeah. And this thought diary, I think that that's interesting as well to just catalog and categorize uh, just thoughts that come strictly no judgment, um, just awareness. Yeah. Just to acknowledge, to be clear. Um, And I think that that's particularly interesting because we, you know, we say thoughts are things. And so if a thought diary will, you know, we say that, you know, we create our circumstances, which can, you know, often feel like an ouch. Um, <laughs> ouch, I love it. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. No, I did not create this. Why would I ever create this? I don't want this. Yeah. Uh, but, but then, you know, if we were to keep a thought diary, it might be interesting to see how our thoughts are consistent with our circumstances and inconsistent with what we desire our circumstances to be. Yeah, because, you know, as, as we mentioned, it's helping to gain an understanding of your thoughts, not the situations, right? But what are your thoughts about those situations, right? And so uh, not the fact that I was recovering, that I had a stroke, uh, being anxious about that, but what does that mean? What is, you know, what's, what am I thinking about recovering from what I, you know, I found myself being uncomfortable when people ask me, how are you doing? Uh, at work, I noticed. I was like, "Why am I uncomfortable with that?" With you know, people just showing you know genuine concern for for mankind, um, and it was because of the thoughts that I had associated with having a stroke in that situation, uh, um, versus just looking to embrace the divine love that was being poured out of the shower. So, um, so sometimes thinking about your thoughts is a form of, of, of uh, rehab as well. Thinking about why, you know, what is it that I'm thinking? What is it that's driving this thought? You know, and then I think I saw Monty say that that Philippians 4, 4 through 8, it's one of his favorite passages. You know, it, it, you know, what you focus, you know, where, you know, you talk about the affirmations in the morning, you know, where your focus goes, energy flows. Um, and so, uh, you know, thoughts may come past, but, you know, some of them, if you grab them and you just stay with them, and that's where your energy starts to, to manifest. And, and this is okay. This is the thing I'm going to think on. I'm going to keep thinking. And then it becomes, you know, you start to internalize it and you start to manifest it to happen in real life. So, um, okay, Auntie, the practice of what this is. Got it. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a practice that I, I hadn't uh, really put into place prior um and i think that that's a, i thought that guy was interesting as well um something to something to be worked on and think about it what might be some responses to different critiques that people may have uh in real life and then you know so you can be prepared you know <laughs> um i mean how often have you gone away from a conversation like dang i wish i was a 
thought about thought about this or said this. And that, you know, I find like as Naomi was like, she's very witty, quick witted. And so sometimes it's difficult to to keep up in terms of pace with responses to her her comments because she's so quick witted. Uh, and uh, I find, you know, particularly since the stroke, I find myself not as quick witted as I as I would like to be. Um, but you know, I'm I'm without judgment on that. It's just an observation I noticed that. Yeah, it, it was interesting when you put that the practice coping with criticism, the thought that uh, came to my mind um, immediately was you know, thank you for the feedback mm-hmm. and meaning it. Thank you for the feedback. Whether or not the feedback would be something that I would take on, whether or not the feedback is something that I agree with, whether or not the feedback is coming from a good place. <laughs> um, but having enough uh personal security uh-huh. and self-awareness. And going back to our last talk um, from a space of universal love to say thank you for the feedback. Yeah. If, if nothing else, thank you for the feedback. You know, without without judgment or emotion, just acknowledging it. Right. And, and even if that feedback is coming from a place um, that is not steeped in love. Right. Um, to not respond. That's that nonviolent direct action. Mm, mm. That's that nonviolent direct action. <laughs> well, you, well you're, you're different than being passive. Right. Right. Because, you know, if, it, if it's not coming from a good place, you could come back at them. <laughs> you could give as good as it was given, you know what I mean? Or you could just go away and have this internal conversation with yourself about what you wish you could have said and what's up and whatever. Or thank you for the feedback and move on. Again, not trying to stop something that already came, but re kind of reprocessing it, which is, you know, kind of what you talked about in in the strategies that you gave there of reprocessing it. So, you know, I'm thinking through this out loud as but I just note, right, as you say, awareness that the first thought that came to my mind in terms of coping with criticism um, is one way to do that is to honestly thank you for the feedback. Because, you know, as we know, feedback is information. Again, it doesn't mean that you agree with it. It doesn't mean that you accept it. It doesn't mean that you are going to use it. But maybe you should. (laughs) That's feedback. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Maybe it's an opportunity for growth. And maybe it's really out of love. And, you know, and because you can't see anything unless you have it in you, they know something you don't. They've been somewhere you haven't and they see something you don't see and it is there to support you. Um, So, so whatever it is, you know, it's there for, for our own uh, growth and development. So uh, thank you for the feedback. (laughs) (laughs) Other thoughts, comments, family, things that are coming up in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, as we um, 
wrap up today's discussion, which I, I found so generative. So thank you so much, Mark. Mm -hmm. Moreno. Oops, you got it. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the expectations, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean that that's it, you know, that's it right there. Um, of just accepting what is. The past is the past and letting it be that. Uh, I mean, yes, easier said than done, but a pra practice worth practicing. Just you know. Uh, the past is the past and not expecting the past to be the future unless we don't deal with it then it does tend to repeat when we just ignore it so yeah yeah <laughs> like those strategies can help me with my impulsive thoughts i heard that mr Moore. <laughs> um anything else man no no thanks to no. All right, Mark, you want to close us out with a prayer? I see it's after 12, so we can give yeah. people back the rest of their Sunday. We, we thank you all for joining us, and we will be here in two weeks, which is 529. I know we're um, getting, that's a holiday weekend, but for those who, who um, are- That's Memorial Day weekend, right? Mm -hmm. So it, it may be a you know a shorter time, but- we will that's my brother birthday. It's the 28th or the 20th. If so, happy early birthday, brother. Um, we will come together at the very least for, you know, a posture of presence. And so that is our commitment that, you know, even on weeks where there may be some other things that we will at least come together to provide a space um, for at least a few moments and to come together in meditation and prayer and uh, just mutual gratitude for the days that have passed and any days to come. So with that. Um, Mark, I turn yeah. it over to you to close this out. Yeah, so, uh, you know, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for, uh, Lord, for the opportunity to share uh, this moment and this sacred moments with the group and the family, uh, united in conversation and divine guidance on thoughts and thinking. Uh, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to explore our thoughts and how our thinking is being uh, guided and molded uh, for the reminder around what to think on in terms of what's honorable and, and what's pure and, and pleasing and commendable. And it, you know, that's in your will. We know that if it's in your will, that is good and it's perfect and excellent. And Lord, ask you to, to let us to accept that, Lord, and, and to guide us in practices and strategies that support our, even in this human experience, to support our divine thinking, to align with your divine thinking and the peace that comes from that, that surpasses all understanding. <clears throat> you know, you're the God of all possibility, the God of peace, the God of love, the God of joy. Well, we're grateful for the opportunity just to be in community. We thank you for the uh, the day that's before us and the week that's before us. As you keep those that are uh, listening safe, uh, in your arms, safe in the in the uh, in the context, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally, and we appreciate all that uh, that is going forth and being done. Thank you for the blessed day before us. 
In your name we pray, amen, and so it is. Amen, and so it is. And I got a little visitor while you were. <laughs> so say goodbye to the people, Queenie. Tell them to have a wonderful week and a wonderful Sunday. Queenie. We love them. Queenie. <laughs> That's daddy's girl right there, daddy's other girl. Um, all right, people, we love you, and uh, we will see you in two weeks, inshallah, God willing, inshallah. and blessings of oneness, love, and joy. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir.